Have you ever had the experience where you know you should do something, like get to work on time, or put the laundry away, or finish a creative project, or just brush your teeth before bed, but you just couldn't do it? Everybody procrastinates sometimes, but for people who experienced abuse and neglect in childhood, procrastinating can take over your life. It can hold you back. It can make you depressed that you're stuck day after day in the same old rut. Kind of like a paralysis. So what is that? This is something that used to happen to me all the time. It was so demoralizing. And then I made it stop. And I wouldn't be here doing this YouTube channel and the courses and the live shows I do and the team of seven people I have on my team, I would never have been able to grow this unless I had cracked, you know, how to keep my productivity going strong. But when people ask me how I did it, most of them don't like the answer they get. So if you want to hear how I did it, I will tell you. Okay. So first, I had to develop a new understanding of what procrastination is, because the word is a bit of a euphemism. <laughs> it's not just like, oh, I'm being lazy, haha. -ha. It ruins your life, actually, like a parasite that infects your will, and it sabotages your self-concept as someone whose life is important and deserves time and work. So I use the word paralysis because you find yourself unable to take positive action on your own behalf. And this can be in little day-to-day -day things, like you browse the internet when you have to work, or in bigger things that affect more people in a profound way, like not getting around to mailing the utility bill and leaving the whole family without electricity. So that used to happen in the home where I grew up. Now you can procrastinate to the degree that you ruin your relationship, your career, your integrity, your finances, and your health. So that's not just being lazy, that's a kind of soul sickness. So why can't we act? Honestly, I think the biggest reason is that doing things, you know, committing ourselves, spending energy, creating something out of nothing, the reason we put it off is because it's hard. And the difficulty of truly accomplishing something combines with a kind of exhaustion that goes along with trauma symptoms, you know, depression, conflicts, emotional outbursts, a feeling of overwhelm. There's a feeling that life is already too hard and you can't take on anything more than what you have right in front of you so that you can survive. And it's not like there's nothing to that, but it's not a mindset that helps you solve the trauma problem. For example, one of the great joys of my life is publishing videos on YouTube. And I'm doing that work right this second as I record this. I love publishing videos and then reading all the comments and discussions that people like you contribute. Making these videos is a joy. It's also how my family earns an income. But you know what? The days when I'm supposed to be planning and researching and scripting those videos, it's like torture and I'm craving to just go lie down and not do the work. Because the whole process, it takes days of preparation, probably about six to eight hours of focused creative work goes into every video I make. And it's a little less when I share older videos or read a letter, though reading all the letters I get and choosing a few that I'll answer in videos each week, that takes hours too. And hearing about so many people suffering can, can take a toll on my emotions too. But the hardest part is just getting started. 
When it's time to really lay out what the videos for the week are going to be about and actually make them, I suddenly just get, you know, so interested in my plants and getting that crud out of the little aluminum track at the bottom of sliding windows. That's what I was doing yesterday. And oh, look, you know, people are, what are they saying on Twitter? And it makes no sense because window crud and Twitter make me feel bad about myself. And releasing these videos makes me feel good. But doing the work that leads up to that moment of taping is hard. You know, I just had to get straight with myself. It makes me happy to set my intention and stick to my intention. This is what integrity is. It's accomplishment. It's the way I fulfill my personal mission to help other people who have childhood PTSD to recover. And I'm proud of my work. I also see flaws in my work, but being engaged in trying, you know, just creating, sharing, serving people in the world, it is what keeps me going and makes my life good. Procrastinating is an attempt to solve the problem of stress. And stress is a problem. And it can seem like if I could just procrastinate a little while, I'll get all this energy and focus as if, you know, procrastinating is like a battery charging or like a defibrillator. Uh, the things that you, you know, they do this and they put it on somebody's chest if their heart stops and they go charged and then and then you leap into action. Except that's not how it works. <laughs> There's a time to rest and care for yourself, but blowing off the work you know you need to do is not the same thing. It doesn't de-stress you, it causes stress. For people with childhood PTSD, especially when there's a lot of unhealed stuff, you're in a state of stress pretty much all the time, so everything is hard, and that's the vicious circle. Stress makes things hard, so you avoid tasks, which makes you more stress, which prompts you to avoid tasks even more, and so on. People who don't have childhood PTSD have no idea how much work it is for some of us to do ordinary things. It's exhausting, it's stressful, just being in the world sometimes, right? People are hard. Going out of the house is hard. Sticking to a schedule is hard. Expressing yourself is hard. Hearing other people's opinions when you disagree with them is hard. Making money is hard. But you know what's harder? Not doing all these things. And that's why when you feel overwhelmed and stressed, the solution isn't always to give yourself permission to procrastinate. Sometimes the best way to calm stress is to take the chaos of your unfinished tasks from the heap of to-do items and forgotten emails and unfinished projects and just get to work on them. So you might wanna stop thinking about stress and overwhelm and stop telling yourself that the solution is to avoid everything that's stressful for you. Because in the end, the path of least resistance is to do these things anyway. And that's the thing that most people do not want to hear. But that's how life gets easier. When we make order out of chaos, it feels good. It feels inspiring. It makes you happier. So how do you get started? Maybe you know the feeling of just getting the urge, running out there with the intention to do it all, right? This is such a childhood PTSD thing to go from, I can't do anything to, I have to do everything. And there are times when that makes sense, but that there's a time when it's just wishful thinking that you'll be able to tackle your entire list in a single day. Now, I don't wanna discourage all that positive problem solving, but what can happen is you make a list of 20 things, you start on the first three all at the same time, and then you get overwhelmed and you fall back into procrastination. 
So taking action at a healthy pace is like a muscle. You can start to work it out slowly, just a little at a time at first, and that's a good way to get strong. So whether you do a little at a time or go on a cleaning binge, I'll tell you what the solution is not. The solution is not to give up on yourself. Don't identify with the trauma and mistake paralysis and giving up for self-care. Don't go to Instagram and read all the posts from people who speak tenderly about how broken they are. They can do that if they want to, but you are focusing on your strengths and your vision and your commitment to not let yourself down. When you let yourself down, your worst behaviors will start to appear. And when you fall short of your own goals, you know what your CPTSD wants to do? It wants to find someone to blame. In fact, if you start having random thoughts about how people are against you or you're going over and over and over some harm done to you in the past, ask yourself, is there something I'm avoiding right now? Am I actually angry at myself for not following through on what I need to be doing? And by the way, if you're not sure if complex PTSD is driving some of your self-defeating actions, you can take a quiz I developed. It's right down in the description section near the top. There's a link to the free tools page of my website. You'll find all my quizzes there and my free course. So most people don't want to hear this, but the solution for procrastination lies in action. But that's action taken in right proportion to your capacity. Now, when you've been deep in procrastination and avoiding your life, don't wait until you know it feels right to get started. If you've been skipping brushing your teeth at night, just take that one step and do it, even when you're tired, just for practice, just to get a tiny experience of integrity around intention and follow through. And then the next day, do the laundry. If you're still feeling good, you can reply to emails that people wrote you weeks ago, but you never answered. You can schedule a haircut. You can pop into the gym that you pay for, but you never visit. You can review your credit card bill for all the monthly subscriptions you forgot were still draining your finances for things you never use. So you could throw out the moldy takeout container and the yellow broccoli in your fridge, which is something I need to do today, and sweep the front steps, also something I need to do today. So you know the good actions you need to be taking next. You may have to push yourself, not like a maniac, but some every day. You know that saying you hear sometimes, it's like, don't be a human doing, be a human being. Well, it's a good sentiment, but doing and being are both really important. And doing is how we earn a living, and it's how we express ourselves. I mean, how are you going to become fully yourself if you don't do things? It's not just the thing you get done, it's the momentum you build. The more you take action, the easier it becomes, and the more natural it feels to keep taking action. I procrastinated for years on the idea for Crappy Childhood Fairy, and it was in my mind for two decades before I had the inner power to do it, and I'm so glad I did. The thing that launched me into action was I finally signed up for a seminar about how to share your own life story as a way to teach others. And I wanted to do it, but I was terrified to do it. You know, what if I got judged? What if my work was bad? What if I was successful and then committed to always working hard. That was the big fear, and you know what? My fear has come true. My work as the fairy can be hard. It's, you know, a full-time job plus a lot of work on nights and weekends sometimes. But finally, you know, finally in my life, I'm actually bringing to the world what I have to give. 
And I never really felt like that in all the previous incarnations of my work. I was getting paychecks, but I felt like my life was passing me by and I wasn't being me. This that I'm doing now, this is so who I am and feels great. So do you relate to this? The reason I encourage you to do the work and the learning to do what you're really meant to do and to go toward what you're capable of becoming is because I believe it's the only thing that really makes a person happy. It's what gives you that feeling that it was a worthwhile day and you can go to bed with peace and know that you spent your day well. And it doesn't have to be this giant accomplishment every day. I mean, that's not realistic. For me, the things that make me feel like I really live today are connecting with my family and friends in a loving way, um, a little each day, and being outside and walking every day, and then doing work that I know is genuinely making a difference in other people's lives. So I used to feel envious of people who build roads. I always thought, oh gosh, they get to go home and, at night and say to themselves, I helped build a hundred feet of highway today. And then they know they did an honest day's work that helps people. Well, I didn't have that fully until I started doing what I do now. I didn't know how to start, but then I started when I slapped down, it was $2,000 for that seminar. And that was just to get in the door for four days. And I had to stay at a hotel, kind of expensive, and eat in restaurants the whole time and get to the city where it was held. And I'd never spent so much money on this kind of thing in my life. And you know what? I got stomach flu on the afternoon of the third day and I missed that part of the day and the whole fourth day. But the point is I got started. And that was the day that the feeling that life was passing me by ended. And I stopped feeling like I had wasted my time and my talents, you know, and the, all the advantages I've had in life of like, I have food, I have a roof over my head, I'm reasonably healthy, I have an education, like all of that, I just knew it was meant for something more. So I felt like I owed it to the world to give it back and to give my best. And so I launched Crappy Childhood Fairy as a blog and immediately, you know, that failure feeling just went away. I started to feel good and it was on the side. I had this other, you know, I was doing other work at the time. I was doing this in the evenings, but it grew. And being the crappy childhood fairy, you know, it is a lot of work and emotionally it's hard sometimes and the work, um, you know, can really pile up. But it's never as hard as my life used to be when I knew that I could create this channel, but I didn't make the effort. That is why it felt like life was passing me by because it was every day for me, for you. Time is ticking and the world is just waiting for you to step up and take your true place in it. The world needs you. And you can do that by taking action. You can start with just one action. You can do it today. Small, consistent actions are the most effective. They're sustainable. You can keep adding to them. They have, a little, they have little spaces between each step when you can catch your breath and get your equilibrium again. And if you keep going, this series of small actions leads to massive change. But they give you a little breather between small actions. You know, by keeping them small, you get to equilibrate between actions you take. Because if you have CPTSD, it can be a little rough sometimes. So you come back to center and then keep going. So if you have spent years of your life constrained from letting your light shine, your spirit is going to love this. You're getting somewhere. Accomplishment feels good. 
Now, when you finally act, does success always follow? No, not always. But, but what does follow is vibrance. You're alive and having the adventure of your life. And you may or may not reach the goal. You may not even want the goal in the end, but the act of taking small steps each day and trying will open your life up to all kinds of unexpected connections and possibilities. You are in the game and you know it. You're open for business. Your strength is action. Thank you so much for listening. If you love my content, think about joining my membership program. You can find out more information about that and all my courses and coaching programs at crappychildhoodfairy.com. Remember, healing is possible. People with childhood PTSD can have a wonderful life. Sometimes we just need a few workarounds. I'll see you next time.